pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen.
For there are many in here who have said, I see your word. Is it for me, Lord? I read your word. Is it for me, Lord? I know your promises. Is it for me, Lord? And I say yes. My promises to you are yes and amen. My word will not fail. My word is my bond. My word is who I am. I am life and I am love and everything in my word belongs to you. I have given you my word. I have given you my name. I have given you everything that you need. It's in me. Everything you need in me, in my word. Take my word. My word is your weapon. My word is your sword. It is who I am. I am in you. My word is in you. Now use my word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
So he's speaking to us through those stammering lips in another tongue. And you'll see how powerful that tongue and interpretation was when you hear my message today because God does everything decently and in order and it will fit in perfectly with what just came before this through prayer and uh, we had a prophecy, we had a word of knowledge, now we had tongues and interpretation. That's why I say, surely the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. His presence is even being manifested. So we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We give you glory and honor for your presence. Not only is your presence here, but you manifested yourself. And Lord, we're not looking for you to prove yourself. We already know you are our God. But it's so nice when you do and you manifest yourself like that. It's great to feel you, Lord. Hallelujah. So we thank you for that this morning. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can go home. 
church. Amen. 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 God's got a word for us this morning. You can go ahead and be seated. Children, you're dismissed. The youth, I want on here. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I preached on the a man in Christ, a happy man. And over the past couple of weeks, you know, Brother Darrell filling in for us and, and doing a fine job, Brother Darrell. Uh, as I studied and prayed and meditated in the Word, I realized that none of us will realize what it's like to be a man in Christ or to have Christ manifested in us until we realize how worthy we are. Yes, amen. Most people don't receive things from God because they don't feel worthy. The devil condemns and beats over the head the people that uh, just feel like they, what they did is just unforgivable. Yes. But I'm telling you, there is nothing that the blood can't cover. Amen. I don't care what your That's past right. is like. I don't care what your life is like. Not why I care, but I'm just saying that it doesn't matter to God. He can no, fix it. That's right. right. God can That's forgive right. it. Amen. Yes. Amen. One drop of his blood can save yes. an entire world. Lord. It can sure cover yes. your sin. Amen. Yes. Amen. So get it under the blood. Yes. Realize who you are in Christ. Yes. And realize who he is in you. Amen. And that's why that's that's why I want to continue along that line. And I want to establish a fact that we were made worthy yes. of God. Worthy and made in his likeness and his Im image, image and his resemblance. And we're patterned after him. Yes. And if you want to know what God looks like, look at your neighbor. Because he said we're made in the image and likeness of God. Amen? Amen. You're not just a worm trying to make your way to heaven. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. And yes. he made yes. us that That's way. That's right. Amen. You're more than a conqueror yes. in all the things that you're faced yes. with because he made us this that That's way. That's right. Amen. And we are victorious always, always. because he yes. was victorious. Yes. And that's yes. what he put in us. Yes. Amen. Amen. So uh, before we begin this morning and in line with Miss Shannon's uh, tongues and interpretation, I want to establish a baseline for the studies that we do in the Word of God, the preaching that we do in the Word of God. And although the Bible was written by 40 men over a period of 1,500 years, it only has one author, and his name is God. Amen. That's the importance of the Word. Yeah. It's God's Word. It's not man's word. That's right. Yeah, but man wrote the Bible, so there's errors in it, and it's it's not infallible. No. God wrote the Bible, yes. not man. Amen. Man put his pen to the paper, yes. but he wrote as he was inspired yes. by That's the it. Holy Ghost. That's right. And unlike other writers who are inspired by their imaginations and their tingly flesh when they write, these men wrote as they were inspired yes. and directed by God himself. Yes. God told them what to write. And they didn't deviate one jot or tittle. Yes. Because Jesus said not one jot or tittle uh, shall, shall pass right. away until this word is fulfilled. Yes. So that means everything in the word, yes. every jot and tittle is part of what God spoke. Yes. 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul told 
his son Timothy in the faith, he said, all scripture, how many scriptures? All. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This Bible will teach you how to live a righteous life. Yes. That means that although there were many different writers over a long period of time, there was only one author, and it was God. In other words, this is the inerrant, infallible, yes. unquestionable, undeniable yes. word of the living God. Amen. Amen. Yes. The ERV, the Easy Reader Version, said uh, about 2 Timothy 3.16, it said, all scripture is given by God. That makes it plain. And then the Amplified Classic said, every scripture is God-breathed, given by his inspiration. So even though men uh, penned it, God wrote it. God authored it. And the word is the most powerful thing in existence. The writer of Hebrews tells us, for the word of God is what? Quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, Miss Shannon, piercing even to the dividing asunder yes. of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, yes. and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's right. That's a sharp sword. Yes. That's how the word of God is. It penetrates, yes, it, it slices and dices and divides and separates. Yes. And it's the only thing that can do those things to the whole man. Amen. It's the only thing that could separate spirit from flesh and yes. the soul from the flesh and the flesh from the soul. Yes. It's the only thing is the word of God. Amen. The, the Passion Translation says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. Yes, yeah. it is. Amen. God's word translation says it's alive and active. active. Yes. Hallelujah. I seen that on the side of a yogurt container. Alive and active. Hallelujah. And that's what separates the Bible from every other book. Yes, it is. Uh, any other book, as good as it may be, is nothing but dead letters, dead words on a dead page. They're not alive and active. They're not energized. They can do nothing for you except stimulate your imagination and cause your flesh to be tingly, depending on what you're reading. But this book is the living word of God yes. put on a page. It's alive, active, powerful, full of energy yes, and is. able to change and affect your life. Yes. Other books don't do that. No, that's right. So this is not only the living word of God, this is the living word of God speaking to us. Yes. Yeah. Do, you, do you hear Miss Shannon's interpretation? Yes. Yes. She don't yes. know what I wrote. I didn't send yes. her a copy. <laughs> and if you ever forget this, then the Bible will become as meaningless to you yes. As a book that I led, I loved as a child and read over and over and over again, maybe a hundred times, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Don't ask you. It's just a book that I loved. Amen. I placed myself in that book and my imagination run wild. But the book didn't change my life. Amen. That's right. Now, I want you to keep all of this in mind as we turn to our opening scripture in Genesis. 
we're going to continue talking about a man in Christ. And the reason we are, because I want you to realize who you are. You must be worthy for Christ to take up residence in you. Yes. You must be worthy for Christ to make his temple out of you. Yes. The Holy Ghost lives in you. Yes. He's, it, he, he described it as the temple of the Lord. Yes. Now, if you weren't worthy, if you weren't important to God, do you think he would live in you? No, he would live in a tabernacle uh, or a building made by hands, but he rather would live in us. Yes. And whatever portion of unworthy you think you are, God made you worthy. Yes. Yep. Jesus made you yes. worthy. Yes, amen. You are fearfully and wonderfully yes. made, as the psalmist yes. says. That's right. So keep that in mind. Yes. Genesis chapter 1, verse 25 through 27. We're going to start at the very beginning. Because this is going to go a lot further, but you got to have this baseline. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Notice how it starts out. And God made. And in verse 26, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and everything, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God even gave us dominion and authority over creeps, Ethan. Yes, man. You know any creeps? You got dominion over them. Amen. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So we're made in the image of God. That in itself makes us important. That in itself makes us unique. That in itself gives us some worth. Amen. The things that he put into us, he didn't put in any other creature that he created. That's right. He didn't give them the spirit that he gave us. Amen. Amen. He doesn't want to dwell in a lion, a tiger, or a bear. That's right. He wants to dwell in a human being, yes. the creation yes. of his hand. Yes, amen. And we have to understand that the earth is the center of of God's universe. Yes. Now you may have some astrologers want to argue that point, but from a biblical view and a biblical standpoint and from the things that God said, the earth is the center of God's universe. It occupies a central position because of why it was created. The first astronomical object that God created according to the Genesis account of creation, was the earth. Yes. It wasn't the sun, the moon, the stars, or the galaxies, or any of the other planets. It was the earth was the yes. first thing that he created. And it clearly indicates its importance among all those other things, the sun, the moon, the stars, and the other galaxies and planets. But why is it so important? Because the earth was created 
as the dwelling place of God's most prized creation. Yes. The crowning glory of everything he created, yes. he created the earth for his man. Yes. So the creation account in Genesis, it gives a day-by-day -day report on the, the preparation of the earth as man's dwelling place. Yes. He created the earth and everything in it and then placed his man right where he wanted yes. him on the earth. Yes. Gave him dominion over all the works of his hands. Yes. Gave him dominion yes. and authority over all of his creation. Yes. Yes. The earth is the center of God's universe. Man is the center of God's earth. Yes. So God's attention focuses on this planet. He said in Deuteronomy 10, 14, to the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. It all belongs to God and it's important to God. Everything he created is important to God, but he gave it to his man. Amen. On this planet, he implemented most of his creative ideas. And as the psalmist said, the Lord, the earth is full of your creatures. Yes. And he said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In other words, the earth and everything in it, on it, and around it belongs to God. And God said, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Amen. He didn't say Mars is my footstool or Saturn or Venus or the moon or the sun or the stars. He said the earth is my footstool. Yes. So we are right at his feet, and his feet is right below his throne and his position. Yes. Amen. Amen. And there's scriptures that indicate we come to the footstool and worship God. Glory. So no other astronomical body is called his footstool. The clearest indication of the earth's uh, central position is the fact that God sent his son here to the earth. No other place here to the earth. Amen. God's son became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God's word became a human being for our sake. Yes. He destroyed man's sin yes. and brought redemption exactly in that place where it had been introduced into the universe. And where was that? On the earth. The cross where Jesus paid the price for our sin stood on Calvary and no other place in the cosmos. Is the earth important? God planted a cross here and hung his son on it. Jesus ascended into heaven from the earth. And when he comes again, he will return as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he'll return to the exact place that he ascended from. And that is the Mount of Olives. But this time when he returns, this is not the rapture. This is at the end of the tribulation. And he comes to defeat the Antichrist and his armies. He will come back to the Mount of Olives. But this time in great power and glory with the armies of heaven. If we go to the rapture by way of the grave, we're going to be with him. And he'll be so powerful that the Bible says he'll destroy the, the enemies of uh, at Armageddon with the brightness of his coming. Woo. 
And he says when he stands on that mountain, it's going to cleave yes. to the west and to the east. Yes. In other words, it's going to be such a demonstration of power, the mountain is going to split. Yes. And it's going to create a great belly. Yes. And with the combination of hail and fire coming from heaven and the melting uh, of the hail and the waters it creates, and the blood from all of the enemies of God, that, that water yes. mingled with blood is going to flow to the horse's bridle right through that belly yes. as a demonstration of his power. Yes. Who shall stand against the Lord? People will be running and crying for the mountains to fall on them so they could hide from the Lord. But there's no place to hide. That's right. And you're glad we're not hiding from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 <coughs> So this, war, this universe was designed, now get this, the universe was designed to minister to the earth. That's the purpose of the universe. The sun keeps it at the proper temperature and provides light by day. The moon controls her tides and gives her light at night. The heavens provide the seasons and the rain and snow to water the earth and cause it to bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Yes, amen. The heavens were here to minister to the earth. Yes. The earth was designed to minister to man. Yeah. And man is the crowning glory of all God's creation. Yes. Everything that man needs is on or in this earth. Yes. Say everything. Everything. Why is that important? Because God creates everything in abundance. Yes. Always above and beyond all yes. that you could ask or think. Amen. We think too small. Come on. We ask too small. Yes. We expect too small. Yes. God says that, uh, and he's talking about those that give the tithers. He says that he will rebuke the devil for you. Yes and open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive and yet we're sitting down here expecting little thinking little not expanding our tents and making room for more that god wants to pour out yes oh bless me we three us four and no more lord yes well you selfish little creature you ought to be asking God for abundant blessings yes, and for no other right. reason so you can bless others. Yes. If you need a car, ask God for two so you can give one away. Yes. This mentality that has been uh, put into the church for years that through religious beliefs that, you know, uh, all we need is enough to survive, Lord. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to be rich because... That, you know, money is sinful, and, and, and we want to stay humble. And, and that's the way they think about their church leaders and pastors. Lord, you keep them humble, and we'll keep them broke. Yeah. So he'll never get the big head. That ain't how God thinks. No. And that's not how we should think that's either. That's right. We should learn to think big, because we got a big God. Yes, yeah. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are no shortages of resources on this earth. No. Come on, now you're preaching. If there's a shortage, it was created by man, yes. not by God. That's right. And for us to believe that there are shortage, shortages or there's a growing hole in the ozone that's causing global warming, uh -huh. we would be forced to doubt the word of God. That's right. 
and come to the conclusion that God made mistakes in creation. God didn't account for this to happen. God didn't account for the times that we're living in now. Yes. He just didn't look far enough into the future. Baloney. Who do we believe? A lying politician or the fake news or do we believe the word of God? As for me and my house, we will serve and believe the word of God. Amen. See, the heavens were created to minister to the earth. Yes. That's important. Yeah. The earth was created to minister to man. Yes. That's more important. Yes. And finally, man was created to minister to God, yes. which is the most important part. Yes, it is. So who do we believe? I believe the word. Yes. yes, amen. I believe God created everything in abundance. Yes, he did. There's more gas in this earth than we Come can on. pump, or oil, or whatever, than we can pump out yes. for eternity. Amen. Because the more we pump out, the more God produces. Yes. God didn't create an ozone that's going to fail us somewhere along the line that's right, and right. cause us to be sucked up yes. into the atmosphere or something. That's just stupid thinking. Why would we think that if we have the Word of God? Yes. That's right. The inerrant, yes. infallible Word of God. Yes. yes. I feel sorry for people that can't believe the Word of God. Yes. Yes. I feel sorry for people that, that aren't saved and don't know the Bible. That's because right. they're confused. Yes. God created man because he wanted a family. Yes. He yes. wanted a big yes. family. Yes, he did. And he didn't want to create robots That's right. that do his bidding. Yeah. He wanted to create a man with a free will that can know the difference between right and wrong yes. and choose right because yes. he wants to. Choose God because he wills to. Choose to love and worship God because he wills to. Thank you, Lord. Anybody can create a machine to make it do what it wants. But there's a big difference in making somebody do what they want and somebody doing what they want to do. Yes. I worship God because I want to. Amen. Yes. I'm not afraid of hell. I was at one time, but that's not why I praise God. That's not, that's not why that's I'm it. born again yes. and saved. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. In other words, after our resemblance, after our model, after our shade and our shape. So Moses wrote the five first five books of the Bible. That's yes. called the Pentateuch. Yes. That's basically what the Old Testament believers had. Yes. That's basically what the New Testament believers had until uh, God began writing the New Testament. See, even the Gospels, when they were written, yeah. they were part of the Old Testament. The letters and the epistles are part, and Revelation is part of the New Testament. And, and they didn't have all of that stuff. So do you see the advantage that we have? Yes. We know more than any other generation ever knew. And That's it's because right. God revealed it to us that yes, way. Amen. Yes, amen. Why did he pick the Roman Empire to usher Jesus in? Because the Romans built world roads all to all the whole earth. So that the gospel, once it was preached and Jesus died and went to heaven and we were born again, we would have a way to get to the rest yes, of the world. Yes, if he yes. built it, if, if he sent Jesus any time before that, because he said Jesus came in the fullness of time. 
when his time was ready, he came. Not before, not after, at the precise time. Yeah. If Jesus came before that, he might have preached the gospel in Jerusalem, but there would have been no way to get it to the rest of the world. Amen. God knows what he's doing. Yes, yeah. he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, including Genesis. Yes. But what, uh, based on what we learned so far, we have to remember that Moses is only one of the writers and not the author. Yes. Who's the author? God is the author. Yes. So even though Moses wrote Genesis, who's speaking here? God is speaking here. God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So his conversation was between him and the other two persons of the Godhead, yes. his son and the Holy Ghost. Yes. He said, let us, Come on. Jesus, Holy Ghost, Come on. make man in our image. Yes. So the Father, Son, Holy Ghost look alike. I'm not saying they're triplets or twins, but they are in human form. They're spirit, but they have a human form. Yes. That's how do I know he made us that way. So that makes up a triune Godhead or what we call the Trinity. Yes. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes. But to whose benefit was this word written for? Not their benefit. Our benefit. You and I. Remember this this Bible is not only the word of God, but it is God speaking to us. Amen. And what will help you when you read the epistles is when you start out, say, Dear Daryl, Dear Sammy, Dear Jessica, Dear Ann, Dear Will, yes. and yes. then read what it says. Because yes. that personalizes it, makes you realize he's yes. talking to you. Hallelujah. How important is God's word to us? There should be Smart. nothing. More important That's right. than the word. That's right. How important is God's word to him? Ms. Shannon, God said in Psalms 138:2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness. And then he says, and for thy truth. What's he talking about? I worship toward thy holy temple, praise thy name for thy loving kindness, and for thy truth for thou hast magnified thy word thy truth above all your name all your name we sing about the name of jesus how many believe the name of jesus is important Amen. how many of you believe that the name of jesus has meaning Yes. That the name of Jesus is powerful. Yes. Yes. That at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus Christ yes. is Lord yes. to the glory of the yes. Father. Yes. That name is above every name, not every only in name. this world, but also in that yes. which is to come. Yes. That's an important name. Yes. He said in Psalms 8 and 9, Amplified, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic and glorious and excellent is your name in all the earth his name should be glorious and majestic and excellent in all this earth that he created and yet god magnified his word above all his name that's how important god considers his word to be he's elevated it above even his name yes 
God's word is truth. Yes. Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them, you and I, through thy truth, thy word is truth. The truth is his word, his word is the truth. They're interchangeable. You can't separate them. So if God said that we're created in his image and likeness, then what is the conclusion that we must come to, regardless of what man says, that it is the truth, and we must come to the conclusion that we are created yes. in the image and likeness of God, yes. just like he said we were. Yes, we are. I'm trying to build some self-worth into you this morning. Yes. Now, if you choose not to believe the truth, if somebody you know chooses not to believe the truth, then you need to separate yourself from them. That's right. Because the Bible said there's no remedy for them. Yes, that they'll on. suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy, he yes. says. There's no, no remedy for anybody who rejects the truth because they rejected the word and they rejected the living word that came from heaven yes. and took on the man's flesh and dwelt among us. That's right. And if you deny that, there's no salvation for anybody. Amen. What fellowship has light with darkness? Come on, that's the truth. God said, come out from among them make yourself and make yourself separate. Yes. Be ye separate. Yes. So if you choose to reject the truth that we're presenting here this morning <coughs> and choose to believe that you evolved from a monkey or crawled out of some slimy waters and grew legs and evolved into a man from a caveman to this to that about from crawling to 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 walking to standing upright to about if you want to believe that there's no help for you i can't help you this morning but i'll tell you this i will always believe god's word over man's word yes yes paul said let god be true and every man a liar some man tells you something yes and you go to the bible and find out he's it's not true. The Bible says something the opposite. That man's a liar. Yes. Withdraw yourself. Yes. So I believe God over a man's theory, theory of evolution every day of the week. The evolutionists have been looking for a missing link to evolution for hundreds of years. We, we, we just need this link to connect this with this and the, the theory of evolution will become a fact. But I got news for them. They're not just missing the link. They don't have a chain. God made it plain that he created us in his image and his lightning, yeah. likeness. And people have been confused by these series for centuries when the truth has been in front of them the whole time. It's not a problem when you don't know the truth. It's a problem when it's presented to you and you reject the yeah, truth. That's it, right there. They're still confused about what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yes. I mean, that's been a debate for years. Yes. But according to what we just read in our opening scripture, God made it plain the chicken came first. Amen. Here's another clue. John 1 and 1 
through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Yes. That's Jesus. The Word came and became flesh. And the Word was with God, and, and the Word was God. Yeah. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him yes. was not anything made that was named. Amen. He created everything. Everything. Yes. All things. All things. Includes that stupid chicken. <laughs> he didn't create an egg that has the chicken. He created a chicken that laid an egg yes. that hatched a chicken that laid another egg that hatched another chicken and so on and so forth yes. and it multiplied in the earth according to God's design and plan. Yes. That's the way he created everything. Amen. Every seed after its own kind. Yes. A duck don't work. lay a chicken egg. That's right. Amen. A cow doesn't have a baby horse. <coughs> Amen. Everything after its own kind. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad we answered that dilemma. Amen. I can tell by the looks on your faces you're relieved. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, of all God's creation, man is his most prized possession. Yes, it is. Man was created to commune and fellowship with God. Yes. Yes. And that's why he had to be created in the image and likeness of God. Yes. God don't fellowship with any other creature. Come on. God doesn't commune right. with any other creature. Yes. They're programmed by what we call nature. Yes. They know when to migrate. They know when to stay put. They know when to breed. They yes. know when to lay eggs or have babies. They know all of that stuff because God programmed it into them. Yes. God didn't want to program us like that. That's right. He gave us a free will, even though he knew that Adam was going to blow it. He still had to create us with a free will, but he also had from the foundations of the earth before the earth was even formed. He had a plan, yes, yes. a long range yes, plan yes. to get, get man back to the place that Adam lost. Yes. That was the only way he could do it. You know, and, and that answers the question a lot of people ask it. Well, why didn't God just kill Adam and Eve and create two more? Because they would have did the same thing. Yes. I'm trying to teach you some self-worth this morning. Yes. I'm trying to show you how valuable you are to God. Yes, amen. The psalmist asked this question in Psalms 8, 4 through 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? I mean, why is man on your mind? Why do you visit him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and that word angels is translated from the word Elohim, so, which is God. So it's actually saying, for thou hast made him a little lower than God, made in his image and likeness, but with one small fault. We could die, God can't. Verse six says, or verse five says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, Elohim, God, and hath crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Yes. We're yes. the body of Christ. Christ is the head. We're the body. Where's the feet? Yes. On the body. Come on. 
He put all things under our feet. Yes. But that's only in Christ. Yes. And although we were created in the image and likeness of God, we were made a little lower than God because Jesus, the word, was going to come in the form of our flesh, in the form of a man, and have to be able to die. He couldn't come down here as God because God can't die. He had to become a little lower than God for the purpose of death because he came to this earth to be sacrificed. Yes. He couldn't come as God. And yet he's not a 50-50 blend. He's not half God and half man. He was all God and all man. Yes. But on the earth, in a man's flesh, he had to operate as a man. Yes. He did nothing as God yes. while he was on the earth. That's right. Everything he did was because he was anointed of God and went about doing good yes. uh, because he was filled with the power of the Holy and anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. And the reason he had to do that is because if he did everything as God, then we wouldn't be able to do anything he did. Come on. Amen. Come on. How do we get things done for the kingdom of God? By the power and the anointing yes. of God. Yes. We're a man anointed by God. Yes. A woman anointed by God. Jesus was a man anointed by God. Yes. That's how he accomplished everything. Amen. He didn't do anything as God. Yes. Hebrews 2 9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, Elohim, God, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Mm -hmm. And it's not just talking about a death of flesh, it's talking about spiritual death. Because yeah. that's what man suffered. That's what man uh, became. Yeah. Spiritually dead. Not only is man, is man made in the image and likeness of God, but he has also created us to have dominion over the works of his hands. In other words, everything he created, he put us in charge of yes. through Adam and Eve. That's right. We were destined to rule and reign with him and have dominion over all his creation. Yes. We were designed to function the way that God functions. Amen. How God spoke things into existence. He said, light, let there be light, and bam, there was light. Yes. Faith-filled words. Yes. God said to us, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. Yes. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Yes. So we're designed in the image and likeness of God. Yes. And God is telling us, just like him, yes. uh, the Go first on. part of that verse said, have faith in God. So with the same kind of faith that God has, we're to speak things into existence. That's right. When something is coming against us or standing in our way or becomes an obstacle to stop our forward motion, what are we supposed to do? Speak to words it. to yes. it. Yes. Whose words? Yes. God's, God's words. words. Yes. The devil don't have to obey you, or he might not have to obey you under certain circumstances, but he always has to obey the word. Yes, yes. he does. Why? Right. Because God magnified it above all his name, yes. and he certainly magnified it above the devil's name. Yes, Amen. hallelujah. We were designed and created that way. 
The works of the enemy have been put under our feet yes. through the works of the head, Christ. Yes. A couple of Sundays ago, like I mentioned, I preached a man in Christ, a happy man. But I, the reason I'm preaching like this today, and I'm not going to get even nearly finished, but the reason I'm preaching like this today is because we can never understand the true meaning of being a man in Christ until we understand the true meaning of how God made us and why he made us and how he made us. Yes. Amen. That's right. That's why we're in the, created in the image and likeness of God. Yes. Jesus said in John 4, 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. Yes. And if we were made in the image and likeness of God, yes, come on. What are we? Spirit. We're a spirit man. I don't see a spirit, I see flesh and blood. That's because the spirit man is living inside this flesh and blood. Yes, amen. Amen. The real you is living inside yes. this flesh and blood. Yes. Let's take a look at Genesis 2-7. This is the actual creation account. And we're reading from the Bible this morning, right? Yes. This is God's word, right? Yes. Is it true? Yes. Is it alive? Yes. Is it powerful, active, yes. energized? Yes. And that's how you should be. Yes. Woo-hoo. But this should be the end of the theory of evolution for every believer, this right here. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's how we were created. Has nothing to do with evolution. We didn't come from an amoeba that made its way out of the water or a monkey that eventually stood upright and became a man. If there was any truth to any kind of evolution, there should be somebody in that period of evolution right now. But they're not. We're all here. Why? Because that's the way God created us. There's no evidence of evolution anywhere. Get that junk out of your head right now. This is the truth right here. Yes, it is. It should never confuse you again. Yes, thank you. Adam was not an evolving monkey or caveman. He didn't slide out of some murky waters and grow legs and develop and evolve. He was formed by God from the earth itself, created in the image and likeness of God. Yes. He walked and talked with God in the garden every day. Yes. That was when he was created, not after he evolved from something. That's right. God taught him everything he knew. Yes. Adam was an intelligent man. Yes. He was a brilliant man. Yes. He was a genius. Yes. And the reason he was is because of his fellowship and communion with God. Yes. God will make you a genius. Yes, he will. But you got to fellowship and commune with him. Yes. When Adam stood up on that day of creation, he walked and talked like his father God. Yeah. He had God's love, God's glory, God's honor, and he exercised God's dominion. Yes. How do you control all of these wild beasts? By the dominion that God gave you and knowing how to exercise it. Yes. Amen. Adam's mind was so sharp that he was in, because he was in fellowship and communion with God, 
that without any effort at all, he named every creature of God's creation. Yes. Every beast, every animal, every bird, every yes. fish, every insect. Yes. Adam named them all. Yes. And if you stop and think about it a minute, an elephant looks like an elephant. A bear looks like a bear. <laughs> a mosquito looks like a mosquito. A bird looks like a bird. He was intelligent. He was, God didn't tell him what to name those creatures. Adam looked at him and said, you're a bear. You're a lion. You're a tiger. You're a big mouth bass. You're a little mouth bass. Adam just knew. It said that, you know, man only operates with a tiny little percentage of his brain. Yes. But Adam operated with 100% of his brain. Amen. Hallelujah. He could probably just will something into Ooh, existence. Glory. We call that magic today. And it's nothing but a trick or sorcery. But Adam could probably actually do it. Yes. A lion looked at him like he was a pork chop and Adam just go. And that lion would cower into the forest. Why? He recognized that dominion and the power that God gave Adam. Yes, absolutely. Adam's mind was so sharp. Yes. And when we're born again, or what we call saved, your spirit is born again and becomes reconnected with God. Yes, come on. Man. Because that's what we lost in the fall. Yes. When Adam sinned, his spirit died. He suffered spiritual death. And his connection to God was broken. When God came down, as he always did in the cool of the day, to fellowship with Adam, Adam was hiding. Uh -huh. Why? Lost his fellowship. Mm. Lost his communion. Yes. And you know what? We blame Eve for the fall. And she was the one that the devil tricked. She was the one that uh, ate the forbidden fruit. But she offered it to Adam. Yes. And that turkey took it. He did. And he did eat of it also. Yes. That's where the fall occurred. Yes. That's where the sin occurred. Yes. Because Eve wasn't given the commandment. Adam was yes. given the commandment. Yes. And his job was... Pardon me, but keep his wife in line. Yes. Because God made him the head and the authority. Come on. And when it. Eve ate that ap apple, Adam should have slapped it out of her hand, apple, whatever it was, fruit. He should have slapped it out of her, her hand and said, God said not to eat that tree, eat from that tree. That's right. Now you go repent and ask God for his forgiveness. And then he should have cast that devil. He should have used that same dominion and authority that he had over every creature, even the creeks. Come and on. he should have cast that serpent, which was a creature, yes. right out of the garden. That's yes. right. And guess what? We'd be there today. Ooh, hallelujah. But we had to take the, the, the long way around. Yes. Amen. Amen. I got five pages of notes, notes left. I'm going to quit right here because we're going to receive communion this morning. Brother Darrell, get ready to cut our feed. But this is the first Sunday of the month, and I always try to have communion at least on the first Sunday of every month. Yes. And so that, there's this Sunday. But 
We're just scratching the surface on this. The main thing I want you to understand is that God created you in his image and likeness. You're important. Yes. You have a worth. Yes. And our whole problem in our, in our relationship with God is we never feel worthy enough. Yes. But Jesus made us worthy. Yes, he did. Jesus, uh, with his flesh, uh, pulled down, his crucifixion pulled down the partition that separated us from God and yes, man, that's right. that made us unworthy and made us not want to approach God. But now that that's been done, the crucifixion, the, res the burial, the resurrection has been done. We're born again and saved. That way to God is wide open to us. Yes, thank And you he Lord. says, come boldly to my throne yes, of grace. Glory. And his feet are on what? The earth. His feet are on his body. Christ says, he said, come before my throne of grace yes. in your time of need. Yes, amen. Ask for help and mercy. Yes. And we don't do it because we're not worthy. I still smoke. I still drink a little. I still a little. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that's okay, but don't let it separate you from that's God. That's it. Come on, man. Get into his presence. That's where you'll yes. stop doing all those things. Yes. Amen? Amen. And we're going to talk about the difference between the soul, the spirit, and the flesh, but we'll, we'll do that next week. All right? Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you. And we'll see you later, Facebook, social media. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord. Thank you.